This week on Deacon and the Doctor, we talk about President Biden and his Supreme Court justice nominee, talk about the issues going on with Ukraine and Russia, talk about a quarterback retiring, a pretty famous one you might have heard of, also talk about a pretty famous designated hitter making it to the Baseball Hall of Fame, and we talk about Brian Flores and his lawsuit against the NFL. And congrats to Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams playing in the Super Bowl. Deacon and the Doctor, check us out. Welcome to the Deacon and the Doctor. I'm Deacon Bill. And I'm Dr. Rhonda. And I am an ordained deacon in the Catholic Church. Well, I'm a doctor of education. And the idea of the podcast is we're going to invite you to pull a chair up to the kitchen table, and we're going to talk about real events. What's relevant? Yeah, and you might not agree with us, or we might not agree with each other, but we're still going to have the conversation because, you know, it's hard. It's hard out here. And this is the Deacon. And the Doctor. Hey, folks. uh, This is Deacon Bill here. Just a quick disclaimer. Know that the views expressed on Deacon and the Doctor are strictly Rhonda's and mine. They don't represent... I can speak for myself. My (laughs) views. They don't represent the views of the Catholic Church or any church within the Catholic Church, right? And they definitely don't represent any education, no institution or uh, entity, just my views. And the other thing that we'd love is we'd love to hear your views. And so you can reach us uh, on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, Find us at Deacon underscore Doctor. Yes, Deacon underscore Doctor. And follow us. And give us some likes on the things that we post that you find interesting or comment if you have something that you'd like to add. And we will be gladly discussing it on our future episodes. Thanks. Happy February, everyone. Hey, Dr. Rhonda. Hey, Deacon Bill. You ready for Groundhog Day? Uh, Sure. As long as the groundhog does not see your shadow. Is that what it is? What's the short? That's the shorter winner? I wanted to warm back up. Oh, I want to watch the Bill Murray movie. I don't. <laughs> hey, I'm happy to tell everybody that it only took two seasons and however many episodes of Ted Lasso. Rhonda finally got one of the cultural entertainment I got more references. Than, I can't. I mean, just because I'm not, you know, watching this stuff. <laughs> But wasn't it interesting that it was from a few good men? A few men? good men. That's right. You got the Lieutenant Kathy. You can handle the truth, Rhonda. That was a, that was a good line. <laughs> and speaking of courtroom drama, we have some going on with our Supreme Court right now. Yes, we do. So, um, I so if Biden doesn't deliver on his campaign promise of nominating a black woman, which he said he's going to do. Yeah, he said he's going to do it this week. Yeah. So He's but, getting killed for that. But yeah. your people have problems with it. My people? <laughs> yes, your people. Who are my people? You know, the whites. Oh. So, I will say Ted, this. Well, let me say this. He might not be your person, but Ted Cruz. I saw Ted Cruz Ted, there. Ted don't, Cruz. don't assign me yeah, to Ted I know, Cruz. I know that that's not your, your people, but... I I said point blank, and I will say this to anybody and everybody, but for Ted Cruz to have flip-flopped so severely from when he was running against Donald Trump. No, 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 I want to finish this. I don't want to talk about no Ted Cruz. 
to then saying that Trump was the greatest thing ever. Like, to me, there is no better example of a coward and a weak-willed person than that. Okay, so the weak-willed man that's in in office up over there in Washington, D.C., right. has said that they're, they're not enough, basically, they're not enough black women in in the United States for a black woman to be on the Supreme well, Court. That's stupid. So we yeah. we can we stupid statement. I we don't need to give it. We talk about stupid statement. We talk. So do you think that it's it's problematic that President Biden comes out and says I'm going to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court? I this is the only thing I don't like. I I don't like in any situation limiting the pool of candidates. So. To the point of, does the Supreme Court need to have better representation? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. To the point of, I'm only going to select from this group of people. The, the problem is that doesn't work universally. Well, the, so for how many years did the Supreme Court only su- select white men? Yeah, that's bad. So, you can't see there was no representation for anybody Agreed. except white men. Right. So now that we have an opportunity to put make the court more diverse. Yep. Because one thing that I can say as a black female, we are always in like you can say it's a perception or but we are always last. Mm-hmm. We work hard to like Things are we we take care of the family we do, and we're always last. A black man gets elevated before a black woman does. A white yeah. man gets yeah, you know, men get elevated before men, women. Yes, men before women. So now that we have multiple women on the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. women make up a a large percent of the professional workforce. Sure. So why can't we have, you know, a woman, a black woman, because there's already women of color. On the Supreme Court, but sure. in, in Justice Sotomayor. Yep. But let's 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 diversify a little bit further. Agreed. And Again. what's to say that the pool of applicants, the pool of black women applicants, is not a competitive pool? That I've heard too. Oh well, we're not. They're just gonna pick somebody. The same stuff that happened, like at the at the service academies, at the naval academy, where you have people that are like. Oh well, they're just here because here they're because, because they're quota. black. Right. I'm not here, and so will that stigma be placed upon her? It absolutely will. You're just you're but just here because but you're Biden's black. But that's Biden's fault. Biden right. caused he, that. But but he said on the campaign trail that he would nom if if there was a nomination, he would nominate a black woman. And he said that. So he was just, I think, saying uh, uh, right. that he would make good on his promise that he made on the campaign trail. That so if he solely puts forth well i mean he's he said it so he's gonna put forth a black woman nominee so this you know but but again that puts the stigma on whoever the nominee is it's unfair to her whoever she right. may be it, it, it will it's unfair be unfair to her i agree but it, it's but it's president biden's fault yes yes he's putting that yes. on her and i just want i just want to say that out loud that that when you make a statement that's not universally true you run into trouble so by saying I really want to diversify the court by putting a black woman on the court. You're making a very specific statement. If he had simply left it as, I want to diversify the court. 
and okay. not said with whom. But but by but by limiting that, because if he said, I want to diversify the court by putting a white man who's over seven feet tall, because we've never had a, a white man over seven feet tall on the Supreme Court, everybody would kill him, right? That that's the only that's the only I don't think that there concern was, I, don't, I have I'm sure about there the was, statement. I'm sure there wouldn't be an uproar over it when Trump so Trump said that he would nominate a woman. He didn't say white woman, right? But he nominated a white woman. He could have right. he, he could have nominated the, the, the so if I recall if, right, what he was saying is because we're replacing Justice Kinsburg. So a, a female, I'm gonna I'm gonna put, put a fe- female. I'm gonna put a female right. to replace a female that died. That, that was the way he worded it, if I remember right. Okay, so 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 should we? We're only gonna replace. Okay, a white man retired. No, no, no. So I'm Again, gonna bring a white man. I, I have no problem with diversifying but, the court. You, so you, I agree. You're not. You're not I, telling you no, what no, I'm no. saying. <laughs> I agree with your statement, and I heard you. I heard what you said in that. If he had have just the statement should have been, I would like to diversify the court. The court, the court. I feel as the president of the United States, I feel like the court needs more diversification. That's what I would have recommended. He said. But yeah, and there, there, I again. And then, I, should he nominate a a, a, a black a woman female? Of, uh, you know, then it's to, fine. Yes, I agree. This is who I think is the best qualified individual I, to represent. I agree with that. He has definitely polarized the appointment. He, and he's he, he's, he's he given is, the he's, racist white group an opportunity to speak, which is what I always... I just don't want to give them an opportunity to speak. Well, they're speaking. Yes. And they made it loud and clear yes. that black women make up 6% of this country and they should not have a voice on it's the just Supreme ridiculous. Court. It's a ridiculous state. So should we just go by the percentage of people in the country? No. You know? No. So, but yeah, so that's, that's, I'm like, okay, this is idiotic, but. Again, and, and it's like, going to be unfair to to whoever, whoever the professional who gets there, nominated. Whoever's there, she's going to have to deal with these stereotypes. Will be scrutinized, and she's going to have to deal with the idiots on Twitter who are going to be. Yeah. Oh, the only did. reason she, you know. Yeah, and then with with contra- if Dis- dismissing all of her professional credentials. Yeah, yeah. Because of the color of her skin, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. I agree. That is those those things will happen. And, and I would also have to guess, based on how these things historically have gone, whoever his first nomination is won't make it. Mm-hmm. And she's just going to have to deal with more crap than any human being should ever have to deal with. You know, yeah. And it's going to take like a second nominee to, to get through this crazy process. Yeah. We'll see. Time will tell. Good old politics in action. Yeah. So just if I were advising the president, that's what I would have advised. That would have been some good advice. But you're not, and we are in this pickle. Do you think that this guarantees that there's there's definitely no second term? I I don't think the president. I mean, you said was he probably wasn't was trying to run anyway. I, whether he tries or not, then, I just he's things got to turn around for him to be successful in a second bid. Yeah. Um, well. Anyway, we talked a little bit about that last time, so let's go on down the list of things. So the the other thing we're going to pickle over is Ukraine and Russia. Uh, Looks like the Russians have been, well, we know that they've been kind of war gaming right on the border and and amassing Is that posturing, you know, that that posturing before and not not, like we're going to see if they'll shift because we're, we're showing... 
Two different we're, schools. We're of flexing thought. our muscles right here. Y'all see us. You see all of our power that we have. Are you gonna yep. pull back? Are you gonna keep on? First school of thought is this is historically what Russian troops have done before an invasion. So that's the first school. Historically speaking, that's this is what they what do. They do. Mm-hmm. The other school of thought is Putin wants something. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, what I think he wants is there's a couple of um, territories right on the border yeah. that really align themselves as much as Russian as they do Ukrainian. So he Ukrainian. wants... So I think what he's really looking for is just to annex those territories. Because mm. I think one of them is some sort of a, a mineral That's what I was going to say. What, what, what do they have? Yeah, what, I think there's what, something monetary there. What type of mining is in those locations yeah. or what are they going to get out of it? Right. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But what about like with sanctioning Russia on certain things? Well, and then, we'll the, then there was a story about the pipeline that runs from Russia to Germany. Yep. And so the chancellor of Germany is not speaking up, saying anything against Russia. That's right. So, you know, does that weaken the allied Absolutely. presence? Because Absolutely. Germany's like, I ain't saying nothing. They can do whatever they want to do. We need that. We need that, we uh, need that oil. oil or that gas or whatever is going yeah. through there. So, it, isn't it? It's interesting, you know, when we have pipelines going through certain locations that you don't control. Well, that's and, why it's, and it's, somebody can. The economy is global, right? I mean, everything is connected. Go turn off a. Oh, we're going to turn off this pipe. But, I mean, when, when, you, when you think about it, everything's connected. And it's, it's showing up in our supply chain now that yep. we, have, we have been bought by certain countries and everything that we buy says made in not the United States right. unless we are conscious of what we're buying right. and we purposefully buy made in the USA um, there's something to be said about that because if you this supply tra- chain disruption wouldn't be as bad if we had those places but the problem is the the mighty dollar goes a lot further in other countries. No, that's true. Uh, I think this is going to be another test for the president. I, I also, you know, again, the, the right side is really ganging up on the president again with this because they're saying that Putin would have never have done this if President Trump were in office, right? Which is, uh, to me, a complete farce because I felt like President was- Trump rolled over to everything Putin said and did. Um, I, I, I think, like, I honestly think if President Trump were in office, he would be encouraging Russia to invade Ukraine. Uh, you know, just the, yeah. the way that he came across, right? Mm-hmm. But, but this is another opportunity for the, for the conservative right to bash President Biden and say, look at how weak he is. Like, like only when he's president would Putin try this. Yeah. And so, again, it's just there's several factors that, that really need to fall in place for the president. Um, coming up in these next six months and we'll see how it plays out but the economy is is the number one issue yes definitely so let's get off of these heavy topics though all uh, right and let us congratulate there's a uh, a 44 year old quarterback who has decided that i think i've done enough in this or, sport of professional or, football or did his wife say you it's time for you to come home 
Well, his supermodel wife may have decided that she would like him to be home more, yes. Well, I've heard some folks talking. They said his kids are getting older, and he's old. they're old enough for him to go and watch them do their right. thing. So, you know, he's kind of, do you miss out on that, or do you right. participate in that because of your... Because you can't be as good as he is and just go... I'm going to go to practice here for, I don't know how long they practice, and then come home and not do anything. You know, yeah. it's like his work definitely come, goes home with him, right? Absolutely. Oh, I'm, I'm, over, I'm down here in the basement or whatever. Yep. They probably, what, do, they, do, they, do you call it a basement when you live in a, in a mega mansion? mansion? <laughs> I'll, be down, I'll be down on the other side of the part of the wing <laughs> watching my, vid, my videos. Well, uh, excellent, excellent article in the Washington Post today by Sally Jenkins, who's probably, if not the best writer in the business, she, she's right there in the conversation. And she talked just about that, where she's like, you know, what we see on Super Bowl Sunday is a Doesn't result just of... just happen. Right. You know, what you he's just doing in roll, April and You don't May just roll out of bed and say, right. hey, I'm going to the Super Bowl. And, and she also, I thought, very... Um, in a very clever way, she included the scouting reports that came out when he was being drafted. Mm-hmm. You know, when he ran his five three forty. Yeah. You know. Do you have to be that fast? You know, to be the greatest at your position. Said you know he didn't have a strong arm. He couldn't push the ball downfield. You know, couldn't throw a tight spiral like all of these things. You know, just limit, limit, limit. But see, he so you and we know we've heard it time and time again. That was his motivation, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm not, I'm not good enough. Oh, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm only good enough for the fifth round. Six round. Oh, six round. <laughs> Look, a little further than I thought. Well, yeah, I'm six gonna, round draft pick. I'm gonna show y'all, and he showed him. Absolutely. I mean, so yeah. good on good on you, Tom Brady. Congratulations. And, and a definite uh, story around, you know, you can't let other people define who you are. Right. Be your own person. Yeah. One hundred percent of the time. Right. Yeah. Write your own story. Yes, because if you let other people write your story, you won't have a story. Yeah. Because they'll be cutting you down at every, in now, every way, shape, or form. A story that does have to be written and spoken about is the basketball team that I like to watch and root for. Y'all, I'm leaving the room. I got I to gotta say this out loud. My team, the Washington Wizards, blew a 35-point lead in a basketball game. Remember when they were going to win? Oh, they're, go- they're, they're off to a 10 and whatever. 10 and 3 start. They're going to be great. Psych! Yes. And I do have a couple of dollars invested in them making the playoffs, which looked like a great bet at the start of the season. <laughs> nah, they ain't making it, bro. So, so, but what's the, what's the problem with the Washington Wizards? They can't hold a 35-point lead. They blew not just a 35-point lead, but I got to say this too. They had a 9-point lead with 11 seconds left. Dang. They had a 3-point lead with like 4 seconds left. And they fouled a guy taking a 3-point shot. They could have fouled a guy who wasn't taking a shot, so it would have only been two free throws. And if you're up by three, and they can only take two free throws, you know what that can't do? That can't beat you. But if you foul a three-point shooter, 
They went into overtime and lost no. in overtime? No, 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 no. So, oh, because he made the three and... And then the made the free throw. Free throw. Well, you couldn't possibly lose this game yeah. unless you absolutely tried to well, lose this game. Clearly, somebody was trying. Let's move on to the next subject. Everybody else don't want to hear about the Wizards. I just had to say that out loud. Okay, you said it out loud. What are we talking about? Next? All right. Uh, so, congratulations to Big Poppy, the only member of this year's Hall of Fame class. David Ortiz from the Boston Red Sox. Well, congrats, Big Poppy. Also opening the door, you know, we've we've had some, you know, primarily designated hitters get in, you know, but this really opens the door for them to get for in. that position, which so, was largely considered not not a Hall of Fame worthy right, position because you weren't playing defense. Well, okay. Hitting matters, right? <laughs> I hear scoring scoring runs is important. Hit, hitting matters. If you got somebody that can hit the ball like Big Pop, Big Poppy hit the ball, then so who were the who else was on the ballot? Well, a couple of guys you may have heard of before. One of them named Barry Bonds, and the other one named Roger Clemens. So both of them is this their last opportunity? This was their last opportunity by the uh, whatever the sports writers. Okay. So now they go into a different pool where existing Hall of Famers would have to vote them in. Okay. So there is a chance that they may get in. Chance, but what I have heard, like I don't know, but what I've heard and read is that they're less likely to get in from this group than they were from the writers. Yeah. And, and I don't understand. I mean, in both cases, one... Like, Clemens did test positive. Bonds never had a positive test. So part of me is saying, you know. You can't, he's not had. You're innocent until proven guilty. He's not had his day in court. You know. And then I love, I do love the arguments are, like, look at how skinny he was when he was drafted. And look at how big he was. Look at how skinny you were when you were drafted. I'm like, isn't that every guy? You know, but I I understand the the reference in, in Bonds' case. But I still think that's a stupid argument. But the other thing I would say is this. If you want to track when he started to get larger, when he was in San Francisco, okay. But he was a Hall of Famer just off his career in Pittsburgh. Like, if you just took that... He would be Hall of Fame worthy. He would be Hall of Fame worthy. Well, that's not what the sports writers decide. Yeah, and, you know, they're going to be the moral judge, right? I mean, you know, we're okay with people doctoring the ball and all of that, but we're not okay. You know, so I'm just like... Why are we picking and choosing these things? You know, right? But um, well, that's that's also on a side note. Getting back to the Brady topic, yeah. ESPN uh, and their their stats group, whatever, did did a, a thing where they broke his career up into thirds, uh-huh. and basically in every third, he ranks like to be a Hall of Fame worthy quarterback. So if he had had just a third of his career, any one of those three. Right. Parts of his career, he's still a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, but something that's not cool that we need to talk about, we're going to finish on this probably, is um, the coaching uh, the, the coaching situation in the NFL. Uh, there's still several teams in search of coaches. Uh, there was at one point nine teams without a coach, which is you know, a large, large number for any year. Um, but one particular coach, Brian Flores, was let go by the Miami Dolphins, even though he had two winning seasons in a row, which is rare for that team. 
in, in recent memory. Um, and he is now suing the NFL, uh, saying that black coaches do not have the same opportunity uh, and are not given the same chance to win. Interesting. Um, one of the things that he cited, in fact, is that the owner of the team, and according to Flores, the owner of the team, Stephen Ross, told him to lose games on purpose to get a higher draft position mm-hmm. and would pay him a bonus of $100,000 for every game he lost. Oh, so he didn't want him to win. Well, right, because they were trying to get a better draft position, and Flores refused, and he says, Flores saying that's why he was... One Let of the go. reasons that he was fired, because yeah. the owner was mad at him for winning games when he wanted him to lose. Yeah, that's it's interesting that, you know, not to say that that, that stuff probably doesn't happen, you know, but if I'm okay, if I go along with you. I'm OK, I keep my job, but we're not playing. You're not paying me to lose games. Right. It goes against my he, integrity. Right. I, my my job as a coach is to win because if I and and it, it puts that coach, no matter who he is, right, in a catch twenty two because then okay you tank, you tank on purpose, you lose these games, you you you've lost your morals, and you still could potentially lose your job. Right now they have something to use against. Oh you. well, you were you were only a thir- you only won forty percent of your game so. We got to let you go, buddy. Yeah. And so it's like, so I'm with them. Like, sue them. Because clearly there is some disconnect in the NFL with coaches. And yeah. it seems to be a system of uh, nepotism. Yeah, a lot of sons, right? Like, like you Because just... if you're the son of a yeah. former coach, you seem to be able to get a job in the NFL just like that. Yeah. It's like dang, like the, Shanahan. The Packers, yeah, the Packers you know? hired, uh, you, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, who was Paul. Paul Hackett was his father, a long time offensive coordinator, never never was a head coach, but long time NFL still, guy. Like yeah, those guys, yeah. you know, the, right. oh, we're already on the sidelines. Oh, you and, know, and, Bob, and to your Bob point, I'm looking for somebody. You got somebody for me? Oh, what about uh, Bill's son? Right. You know, he could. He he's a good. You know, Bill did a great job coaching. So let's get Bill's son to go out there and coach. Right. You and know. to your point, Kyle Shanahan has been successful, but why did Kyle Shanahan get the opportunity he did? Well, his dad hired right because in of his the first dad. place, right? You know, so, so again, it's if, it's opportunity, right? You know, and that's 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 what I'm saying. But you don't. You seems to me that I don't see any. You see a lot of black men on the field, right? But so why doesn't that translate into coaching? Black men coaching, right? Because some somewhere along the way, those black Men probably had some black coaches. Maybe, yeah. So the other thing that I think is problematic is the first thing that I heard when Brian Flores was let go, and they're like, he's been doing good. Why, why was he let go? Like, everybody was surprised. Mm-hmm. Reports are saying, oh, well, he can be a hard to deal with. He can be a problem. Oh, Which the, instantly... Oh, the, the angry the black, black man. The black man, right. The it, angry It just plays black right woman. into these stereotypes. Right. Because it's not... Yeah, he could be difficult to deal with when he don't lose a game because you want to tank the game and say, oh, well, I'll just slide you some extra money. I'm not going to be bought. So I have integrity. I have morals. And you want to, because I don't live your shiftless life that you live, 
and I want to be a person of integrity, you fire me or you say that I'm difficult to get along with. Yeah, I'm difficult to get along with when you want me to lie. Because it starts like that. Right. You want me to do this. And then you're going to want me to do something else. Because you think you can buy me. You, I'm yeah. not buyable. Right. And I, I'm with Flores on that one. Right. Shoot, no. You're not, you're not going to buy me. Right. And we're going we're gonna to say that Flores can be hard to deal with. But yet, the Raiders just hired Josh McDaniel, former offensive coordinator at New England, to be their head coach. The last team that hired McDaniel to be a coach was the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Do you remember him coaching for the Colts? Nope. No, you don't. Because the day after he did his press conference to say, yeah, I'm going to be the coach of the Colts, he faxed the team a note saying, yeah, I'm no longer interested. I'm out. Huh. So and why, he gets another opportunity why to did coach he, Why team. did he get another opportunity? Why did he send the fax? Why didn't he want to coach the Colts? Yeah. I okay. forget exactly well, what it was. No no problem. But, uh, yeah. I mean, is, a, is there any less professional way of handling your business? No. But, again, it seems to me, and this, this, is, this is it, right? If you look a certain way, you get second chances. Yeah. If you look another way, no. Well, they coached at one time, and they, had, they weren't good at that place, which... Probably wouldn't have been good anyway. You you give somebody a losing hand, and you expect them to turn it around and right, turn like, it into a winning hand. Like the Houston Texans, right? We're gonna take away the best player. You're not gonna get to coach him. You know. Now go figure it out. And, yeah. and we're gonna give you this third round pick at quarterback. Like, are we gonna be successful? Yeah. No. Right. You know. And then oh well, you only won three four games this year, so we're gonna let you. Go. Like, how is he supposed to win? You can't. But that's where, you know, you got to give people, to me, you give people time and opportunity to prove themselves and work in a system and, and, you know, bring in the folks that they, that, that they work best with. Yeah. And, and, you know, but, but there's but again, no. the opportunities, you know, that it needs to be fair. Clearly it's not, like I said, it's, it's a lot of, oh, good old, it's like the good old boys network happening yeah. in football and it will continue to happen because the primary owners of football teams or, you know, well, we cronies, we, you know. Now, something good about football. We got our Super Bowl to look forward to. Did you ever think that you would have? I thought the, the Rams the Bengals did not think Cincinnati was going to make it. So, this is this would be the great story though. If the Bengals win the Super Bowl, I don't think this has ever happened before. They ain't been in the playoffs in like a. Had they ever been in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played in the Super Bowl twice. Oh, they did? Yeah, they lost but to San Francisco. It's been a long, long time. Yeah, back in the Joe Montana days, they lost to San Francisco. I don't even know. Francisco. When Joe Montana... Joe Montana? I was live when Joe Montana played. Yeah. So, <laughs> like in the 80s? Yeah. Okay. Um, but um, if if Cincinnati wins the Super Bowl, it's Joe been like Burrow... 40 years? Joe Burrow would have... In his in in two full seasons, because he was hurt last year, right? Okay. So in his last two full seasons, national championship at LSU. Okay. Super Bowl champion at Cincinnati. Hey, let's see. That's a run. Go, Joe, go. Uh, but what I think is probably more probable is Matthew Stafford writes a similar story to what Tom Brady did last year. Go to a new team. Win the Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl in your home stadium. 
Like that's what Brady did last year. That would be awesome if that happened. But again, I I don't know. I might need to root for the underdogs. A lot of people, I think, are going to be rooting for Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, I mean, what Cincinnati brings to the table, I mean, Jamar Chase is legitimate. I mean, a wide receiver. He is the real deal. And, you know, he and Burrow played together in college. Mm-hmm. So they have that connection. And I, he's been absolutely dynamic in the NFL. Yeah. You know, for all the people that thought they should draft a tackle instead of him, he's like, okay. <laughs> we shall see. You know. Um, and, and I think it's just leading me to kind of go towards, you know, any more, you just need, you need better skill players, you know, like you just need to put more people on the field than the other team can cover. Like that to me is the secret of winning football now. Right. You know, is, is my third or fourth wide receiver better? Cause that was like the, the Buffalo game where the guy caught the four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He was their fourth receiver, right? Yeah. You know, if your fourth receiver is capable of catching four touchdowns, you're going to be a pretty good team. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause That's they true. can't cover four guys like that. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, you know, and, and we got to talk about this. Andy Reid blows another big playoff lead. Like, he is famous for that. Now, he gets the Super Bowl, you know, a couple years back. So he has his ring and nobody talks about it anymore. Yeah. But before winning that ring, he was, he blowing, was famous. Blowing lead. So he's right back in into that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they said something about points being left on the table. During the first half, yeah, that would have translated into the win for Kansas City. Right, because you went into overtime. You needed those three and points. You, you yeah, he could have kicked the field goal have, at the end of the first half. You wouldn't half. have gone yeah. into overtime. Right. But hey, you know they got they what what got done to them, well, what they did to someone to get the game before got did to them. Right. Not, you know they both had the ball were able to get the ball, but they didn't produce on. Yeah, they had the ball first and their, couldn't score. Their score, they didn't right. produce on their time. And, you know, the Bengals were like, yeah. hey, we're going to capitalize on this one. All we got to do is get three, boys. Yeah. The other thing I thought was funny, though, is how just one play can write kind of your whole story, right? So Matthew Stafford has a chance to win a Super Bowl now, right? Yes. But he threw a duck of a pass. You remember in the fourth quarter, he throws this duck of a pass that the San Francisco free safety – is like just standing there like like fair catching a punt mm-hmm. and drops. Yeah. If he catches that ball, I think that game's different, right? Because they score a touchdown right after that. Yeah. You, you know, and then they, they eventually kick the field goal to win the game, right? But if that drive ends in an interception. Yeah, they're, they're definitely the, the whole moment, But, but like Stafford's plays. whole story changes because but everything, of that. Like one play, one play can change any game, really. If it's if it's a close game, like they were going back and forth, so one play can change, but but no, one, I'm just not thing, saying the game. I'm one, saying a player's career. One, one thing that we have to do, we can't talk about Matthew Stafford's career. We need to get off because you, you say we don't overtime. do overtime. That's right. And you try and do overtime. All right. Well, thanks everybody for sticking with us. Have a great rest of the week. Bye, y'all.